So we we've been kicking around different ideas um, weekly, pretty much on the poor horseman. Right. Um, you got your boy LP here, and we got Phil. Phil, you know, and, and y'all see, we we had a little different position today because we yeah. trying to be. Um, what's what's the word we try to be today? Professional. Professional. <laughs> we are we are away um, from the bar, yeah. and we thought that it would be good to start giving people some actionable things that they could take I like from our content. So you already know we do the regular poor horseman episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we do horseman reviews when we review our favorite classic movies. Oh, and then Phil, what do we what do we say we was gonna name this one? We're gonna call this Horseman Academy. Yeah, uh, Horseman we want, we want, Academy. We want people to tune into this and learn something and 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 really know that we can dive into it. All of that craziness on the horseman. This is for our more dialed down people right here. We wanna we wanna teach you something, uh give you some information because there's nothing like spreading information, right? Exactly. Good information. And and today, um personal friend of mine. Yeah. Um, I, I I wouldn't have wanted to start um, this with anyone else. I called him, told him he 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 made time in his day to get this done. Right. Um, brother Kevin Shelton is a father. He's a husband. Um, he's a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, you you will see his name more and more. You may not see his name, but you will definitely see. Park Street Homes, Marriage and Real Estate, mm. Aisha Shelton team. Of course, we're going to big up his wife right now as well because sure. um, they're a dynamic duo. Um, and today on the pod, we have our real estate specialists. And we're going to start this with real estate because who don't want to be in real estate? For sure. Mr. Kevin Shelton. Welcome to the pod. Sir. Welcome. Hey, hey. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Did we do a decent enough introduction? I'm sure you got other stuff you want to say also. No, not a thing. <laughs> you didn't have to say half that. Nah, I, nah, man. We got we right. to do that. Husband, That's father, all the rest of that stuff is like below the line. It's like I'll, I'll put all that. I'm going to be a father and a husband till the day I'm dead. All the rest of this shit go. It, it can't go, go away. So That's true. You know. That is true. So the, the reason why we wanted to start with real estate Phil mm-hmm. um, proposed a question to me. Was it two weeks ago about the economy? Yeah, and we were talking about inflation, yeah, real estate, gas prices, etc. And I was probably either one too drunk, or we were, <laughs> or we were clouded too much, right. to where the information can get out appropriately. Right, right, right. So we thought. Let's start our academy mm-hmm. and let's start with someone who's been in all facets of the real estate game. Yeah. So maybe let's you give an introduction to people around your real estate journey. So um, Kevin Shelton, for me, real estate started 16 years ago and it started from a job. It started from the build side. So I'm a builder by trade. I build homes, buildings, whatever, whatever you could name. I wanted to build it since I was very young. Um, I became more than that when I met my wife because I could never figure out the ownership part. Mm. I could only figure out the build. Like you give me a set of plans, I can go build it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But writing the check mm-hmm. is a much different thing. Yeah. And I started my first construction company when I was 19. And I figured out very fast that it was very hard to pay the bills, pay yourself, and make sure everybody good. Yeah, you end up with nothing left over at the end of the day. Um, so very fast, I said I gotta go get a job, and I'm gonna go make the most money that I can make doing what I love to do, and I'll do it for free. But I'm smart enough to make them pay me for it. Yep. 
but that still doesn't give you ownership. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's, it's funny because somebody asked me when I was um, in college, I worked for a big construction company called Hensel Phelps and the vice president of construction asked me, uh, he said, how do you recruit and retain African-Americans in construction? And I said, it's like a championship basketball game mm-hmm. and we're in the stadium we're in the middle of the court, mm-hmm. but we don't know the game going on. We don't know we in the stadium. We don't know we in the city. Yeah. And it's based on awareness, right? So we're not aware that every day when we walk the street, it's real estate. Okay. It, so maybe explain that because okay. I want to go back to you having the foresight at 19 to start a real estate company first off. Uh, I don't think well, it wasn't a real it, estate company. It was a construction company. Okay. The difference is this. If I was smart, I would have bought okay. a house yeah. and flipped a house at 19. I wasn't doing that. I was just working. I was I was a contractor. Mm-hmm. Okay. I knew how to work. Mm-hmm. But knowing how to own is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It took me years and years to learn how to own. Almost a decade past that point to learn how to own. I never bought a house. Mm-hmm. I was a project manager making 100 grand a year didn't own a house. Wow. Okay. Right? My wife bought her first house at 25. Making thirty thousand dollars a year, got paid twenty grand when she closed. Yeah, mm. yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so it wasn't necessarily that I was so smart. I had a skill set, mm. right? And it's the blend of the information that helps you leverage your skills to ownership. That's the difference, right? So when I say everybody's walking around in real estate, literally from. The car you drive to the clothes on your back, that's somebody's version of real estate. Mm. But also, in addition to that, everything is by somebody's design, right? So this shirt, I designed it. I said, oh, I want my logo here. I want this cut. I want it to look like this. And that's a version of creation. Well, it's the same thing with real estate. The city's laid out the way the city's laid out. Somebody decided that. Yeah. This building is here because that you know, man in the hallway, he stood and he said, I want this building on, you know, blase, blase in Houston, Texas. And I want it to look like this. Mm-hmm. All of that is just literally somebody choosing to create whatever that looks like from Allen Brothers Landon all the way to Pearland, Sugarland. It's, it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where we fall off is we don't realize that that power is ours for the taking too. Right. Okay. So I could have bought it 21 and I did. Mm. Could have bought it twenty five, and I didn't. You didn't know. I didn't know. Gotcha. Right. So that's the that's the thing about real estate. Folks been playing this game forever since the beginning of time. Landlord is a lord of lands. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like so literally since the beginning of time. Massa Musa's yeah generation yeah. like, and that was all real estate, the minerals in the ground, the the kingdom of it all. So. It's an old concept. We just don't take advantage of it. Nobody knows. Mm. Like if somebody walked up to you at 17 and said, hey, do everything you can to save six grand and put a FHA loan on a house. Which your whatever your first job is, I would. you would be tremendously more wealth. Agreed. Mm. Before my oldest daughter was born, my aunt brought me a foreclosure. That foreclosure was nine thousand dollars. I need to come up with a thousand dollars. Yeah, for the and have my credit credit be good. Yeah, yeah. And I did not do it. That house now is worth two hundred thousand dollars. Wow, that was fifteen years ago. Wow, wow. So think about that. It was nine thousand dollars, and I couldn't figure it out. 
I was like, I don't know where I'm going to get this. I would have, I should have went and asked every single person I know for $100 and got the $1,000 to Straight put up. it down. Mm-hmm. And we're, and we're going to talk about group economics in this process as well. But, but maybe let's, now that we know kind of your history, let's talk about how people even get started in, in real estate. I mean, there's so many different things that people can do. Um, we've had people talk about Airbnbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had people talk about um, single family dwellings that they rent as the actual landlord, yep. multifamily dwelling. Mm. There's people on the lender side. There's people on the builder side. There, there are so many different avenues. If you were just to give just some intro information to people, what, what would be a way you would say get starting in real estate? So I would say for the, the average everyday person, right? Like this is average advice. Buy a house for yourself. And at the end of the day, if you had to rent out every room in that house and go live with your mama, that house would pay for itself and pay you something every month. Mm. And you're still building well. Right. So if you have the ability to buy a house, go. That's your first step. Let me ask you this. Does it have to be a decent house? No. Mm. Like you see folks go into communities, folks that don't look like us. Mm -hmm. They go and buy the worst house Mm. because they can get it the cheapest. They live in that house just like it is for 10 years, tear it down and build a million dollar house house. on the spot Hmm. because they had the cash the whole time. but They want the value. So they're going to go live. And I mean, the house would be trash. Like I remember I went and stayed with my cousin in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and uh, he was staying in the house with 12 other sets of people. Mm -hmm. Like it was a communal house. That's what they call it or whatever. But they all paying rent. The house was raggedy. Mm-hmm. And the guy who owned the house, he ain't do nothing to it. He was like, look, you want to rent this house? You rent it as is. You mm-hmm. know, whatever you do to it, whatever. Five years from that, you go back to the na- the entire area. It's completely different. They scraped that house. They built a new million-dollar house. He just wanted to cover the note. Do we have the patience for that, though? That's the problem. Okay. That's Real estate is a patience game. It's a patient game. It's gang. time in the market. Uh, if I would have bought that house 15 years ago, sure, that $1,000 down, $9,000 mortgage, which I probably would have had, had paid off. off. Yeah. By without any, uh, I mean, you now I pay it off in a year. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But 15 years removed, mm-hmm. that house would have given me $200,000 in net worth, $200,000 in cash. Like the land alone, it's not even the house. Tough. And that's when we talk inflation. Right. Because Remember you said inflation that. is in real estate, mm-hmm. or it really was major mm-hmm. back in the early part of this year. Yeah. It yeah. started to slow down some now, mm-hmm. but people who bought properties in like 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. a lot of them have doubled in value from when they purchased in 2019, wow. 2020. Wow. So but see, that nice. that's what's scary to folks too, though. But think about it like this, and I, I'll give you an example. Everybody's worried about interest rates right now, and they're like, oh, man, interest rates are 5%, almost 6%. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at the properties we own that we keep as rentals and we live in, mm-hmm. and I said, well, man, how does interest rates affect, you know, like maybe we don't want to do a refinance mm-hmm. or maybe we, whatever. So I looked at one of our properties, that first house that my wife bought, our interest rate, we refinanced that house in 2017, maybe mm-hmm. 2018. Our interest rate on that house is 5.5. Hmm. And when did if she buy interest, it? Uh, she bought that house in 2008, Eight. 2009. About seven years. About but six. we took, so she bought that house for $90,000. Mm. They paid a $20,000 at closing because they were doing all the stimulus. Yeah. That house mortgage was $700. 
we've kept that house at $700. We rent that house out for $1,600 every month. So that house pays us the difference in that every month. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We took a HELOC on that house to do our first investment property. We took $25,000. Boom. Cash. We put that into another property. And um, HELOC for people who may not know. Home equity line of credit. Okay. Wow. So that's when we were still living in it. I used my credit to go buy the next house. Mm -hmm. Right? Then we put a tenant in that house. So now that $25,000 we put on the third house, we flipped that money. But we never had to pay it back because, you know, what we did. We refinanced that house, took another 50 grand out. Mm. So now on that house, she paid 94. We're all in at maybe like 125. And you Mm. flipped it three times. And we flipped it three times. But here's the crazy part. And this was 2018 was how many years ago? 24 years ago? Yeah. In that four years, that house now is worth $125,000 more than it was when we refied. Wow. So my mortgage is only $900 on that house. Wow. But my interest rate is 5.5. So it goes back to the interest rates. Yeah. Are you worried about an interest rate if something cash flows? And it's relative to time. Mm. Yeah. The, the, where it is, the, 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 the house, does that matter as well? It does. It okay. can. Okay. Does that, like, does it raise the value of it? Of sure, course. Sure, okay. sure. So, okay. I mean, Real estate is definitely area specific, okay, right? Okay. Like you could build a Taj Mahal in Sunnyside if you want to. Yeah. But does it make sense? There you go. So you want to invest your money in something that makes sense. But that's why I say start where you are with buying a house. If it's a house that you live in, mm-hmm. somebody like you would live in it, right? Yes. So if I got two kids and a dog and my wife and we need a three bedroom, two bath in any major metro in the city, if I'd live there, another guy with a wife and two kids and a dog would live there. And yeah. I can rent it to him because he might not own a house mm-hmm. and he's gonna pay me every month and i might make three hundred dollars well three hundred dollars pay my car note yeah straight up three hundred dollars pay my light bill mm-hmm. it'll you know it'll offset some of the cost of me living Makes sense. the goal is just to offset your expenditures mm. okay so and you, then slowly you build your wealth so you mentioned the first level would be purchasing a house yep. but let's but let's say i'm past that uh, okay. okay i i can i got a primary residence what what should i be doing next then if i wanted to Expand. Elevate my way and expand into real estate. So, and my my wife hates this, but I tell everybody, the plan matters. You got to start okay. with the plan, right? You have to know what you want, right? So for me, at this stage of my life, I, I wouldn't go buy another single family home. It's not going to make a difference for me, mm. right? But somebody else, you say, okay, well, if I own one house, the next step would be to go buy a second house. But Why? Right. Like I wouldn't advise you to go buy a second house. Yeah. Yeah. You're too smart with money. You don't you don't need to buy a second house. Mm-hmm. That five hundred dollars a month or whatever you're going to make is not going to make enough of a difference. You're not going to build wealth fast enough commiserate to your skill set. So you have to start with the plan in mind to know, do I need to go buy a second house or maybe I need to save my money up to buy an apartment building? Maybe I need what, to invest in a deal. Maybe what what was his what was what would you give him? Because you you know in his situation what to 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 to, to make because I don't know if you want that answer no no let's talk about it because I want to know because he is very smart with money and I learned so much from him but we all can learn right sure and yeah. so take his position where he's in what mm-hmm. what advice would you give to him where he would make profit and and before he answers that. This is a part of these conversations mm-hmm. that we like to have. Yeah. Yep. And that's why 
this type of content is powerful. Yeah. That's why people like Earn Your Leisure. Yeah. Because you get an inside look on how people handle different situations right. in an environment where we're all comfortable. Yeah. And sure. we do this off mic yeah. Yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. this isn't, you know, us just talking now. Yeah. We do this off mic. But go ahead, Kevin. I mean, the next step, like, real estate is more than just property. Mm-hmm. Real estate is real estate can be a version of anything, mm-hmm. right? It's an asset. It's gotcha. an asset that produces money. Mm-hmm. For him, mm-hmm. with his level and his knowledge and his skill set, yeah. he needs to buy a business. Mm. Because that's the only next step. Gotcha. Right? Because at a point, you go past what a house could do for you. I'm I'm past what a house could do for me. A business building or business? No. A business that a operates on business. Cash flowing business. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example. I have a friend, friend hasn't been on Poor Horseman, but he's been on some other podcasts. So 18 years ago, probably this And help year. us out with him being on Poor Horseman. For also. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a phone call. That's, yeah. That's okay. easy. That ain't even the thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 18 years ago, he mm-hmm. pulls up to my mama's house in a truck with a mosquito on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, man, I just started this new job. I'm selling mosquito systems. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I says, well, does this work? Like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, man, it works. Show me how it works or whatever. So fast forward. Now, this is one of my brothers, my mm-hmm. older brother's friend. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him in probably 15 years. Gotcha. He comes to an open house mm-hmm. and he says, hey, man, you know, I was watching social media, whatever, whatever. And we reconnect. Well, he's been in that business now since then. So 18 years. Yeah. Now he's the biggest mosquito system operator in all of Texas. And he has an office in Florida, in Dallas. Wow. Whatever. So his biggest investment of his time the last 20 years was building this business. Mm -hmm. Now he owns a bunch of houses Mm -hmm. because he makes the cash. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the cash that his business generates will supersede anything that a house could provide for him. Gotcha. So when he asked me about rental property, I'm like, why are you buying a rental property? Mm-hmm. You need to go and buy an apartment building. Mm-hmm. Or you need to go buy whatever because you, the hole is too big to fill. Gotcha. One house ain't going to pay your bills. If my bills were $500 a month, one house would do it. Yeah. And then after I got that house, then what? Right? Every step you go to, you create a new problem for yourself. Gotcha. Definitely. So the level matters. As, oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's then say we give some advantages and disadvantages to a few things. So um, everyone is talking Airbnb right now. Sure. Mm -hmm. Everyone is. What do you see as some positives as a person who's done it? Mm -hmm. Give people your, you know, some background there. And then what do you see as some of the negatives behind Airbnb? And then we'll rifle through a few other things as well. So Airbnb is an operating business. So, so it's not the, passive. It's not passive. And, and, and we that's need to the get biggest that out mis- to people. That's yes. the biggest misconception people mm-hmm. have. People like, oh, you said it and forget it. And you got the systems and whatever. You can have the systems. Mm-hmm. You can have the processes. You can have everything you want. When there's a party at four in the morning and the only person left to call is you, yeah. you're going to break that mug up because mm-hmm. it's your property or it's the property you rent and your name is signed on a piece of paper. So. That's the thing about Airbnb is it's an operating business. It mm. takes a lot of work. It's like running a hotel. And I managed a hotel. Yeah. Mm. I managed a hotel for five years. So I like running a hotel is every holiday, every Christmas, every phone call at midnight or mm. hurricane. When Hurricane Ike came, I was chasing an awning down Main Street from Hotel Icon. Mm. 
because I was the manager of the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when our awning flew off, I don't want it to hurt. I'm responsible. Yeah. I got to chase that bitch down the, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. that's the same way Airbnb is. You're ultimately responsible. It's like running a hotel. For sure. But it does generate cash. So the, okay. the benefit is it's a cash flowing business. It generates cash. Now, the problem is we live in a market that's not very touristy. Now, I know a lot of Airbnb hosts that do very well in this market, mm. but I also know a lot of people who get burned up. Okay. And, you know, I've seen people in the last couple of years, people find $20,000, $30,000 out of thin air and start an Airbnb business, operate it in the red for 18 months, and that's then tough. just walk away from it. Yeah, that's mm. tough. Because the idea of it and the actual execution of it are two different things. Okay. And if you can find 20 grand to buy furniture and furnish an Airbnb unit mm -hmm. and pay the debt service on this note, you need to go buy a duplex. So you yeah. need to you need to buy something that you can own in long term, have a more passive flow, because the majority of people who are doing it, they're really chasing an income problem. They're not necessarily chasing an investment problem. They yeah. don't want to invest their money. They want to make more money than they make. They're not thinking about net worth. They're thinking about cash. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, most that's, people, most are. people are thinking about. Most people have an income cash. problem, not yeah. an investment problem. Gotcha. They just want to make more money. And black people specifically, mm -hmm. you talked about patience. Yeah. Our biggest problem as a community is we're impatient. Very. We got to live it now. We want the car now. We want everything now. Thanks. You know, I had a, a very high level conversation yesterday. I, I drove uh, to have a conversation with a mentor and uh, his advice to me was like, I could plug you in an organization right now. You can make a million dollars a year right now. Mm. He's like, with the skill set you have and running your business right now, I could plug you in somewhere, running mm -hmm. somebody else's business. They'll pay you a million dollars. You could you make a lot of money. So what my answer to that was, I don't need a million dollars. Straight up. My life don't run off a million dollars. So I don't have that hole that I need to fill that I need. If you handed me a million dollars today, I wouldn't need mm -hmm. I'd reinvest it in my business, but I personally don't need it. Gotcha. So then the question becomes, if I'm going for something more than just a million dollars, right, what am I building? Mm -hmm. But that's a long ride. And he said, the journey that you're on will make you insanely wealthy, but it's a long ride. Yeah. yeah. So I got to buckle up for that, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. the end of that conversation, you know what it left me with? This going to be hard, mm -hmm. but it'll be worth it Yeah. in 10 years, straight up. in 15 years. Mm -hmm. But I got to ride this ride. Mm -hmm. For 10, 15 years. But I've seen the outcome. Mm -hmm. Ride this ride for 10, 15 years, you get paid out. Mm. And it's much bigger than a million dollars. So somebody could pay me a million dollars a year for, let's say, the better part of the next 20 years of my life. You like, would that's $20 million. Mm -hmm. Or I could build my business yeah. up to pay me a million dollars a year. Mm. And then when I sell my business it's in 20 worth years, 10X. it's worth $400 million. Yeah. Exactly. Smart. Exactly. And I don't need the million dollars. Yeah. I think that uh, as I hear you talk, like uh, you have to get to a certain level of maturity to even grasp what your mentor was saying to you, giving you that opportunity. Because a lot of people, such as our people, would be like, okay, let me, that mil okay, I'll, I'll take over that million dollars. Oh, that, man. That, I, our people don't even see a hundred thousand, a hundred and fifty. You mean That's you get what I'm saying? So, so for you to be like, hmm, oh, that don't kind of make sense to me. I, I think I see another thing. That's that's a different level of maturity, though. But I think that what you telling people is now they can understand like it's a bigger picture. It's a bigger thing that 
And when you when you said ten x, I was like, oh shit, like damn, that's and, yeah, that's true. It, it, that's true. Over time, he see it all the time. Yeah, yeah like, over time, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, so he told me the story about a a home building company that mm-hmm. a guy started. It took him five years. He basically he basically had a plan to sell this company. So what he did was he built an operation. He had a bunch of capital behind him, so that's a different thing. Yeah, but he built up an operation literally only closed a fraction of the houses of that size of operation. Mm-hmm. And in five years, he said he put it in a nice folder, yep. a nice book, and he sold it to a company for half a billion dollars. It's in five years. years. Okay, so keep that, keep that there. So um, advantages, disadvantages, single family, multifamily. Um, multifamily advantages are it's a lot of things in one roof. Right. So it's it's an easier asset to manage. But once you get to a certain size, it's under management. So it really doesn't matter. Single family is a lot of moving parts. So you really got to know what you're doing. When we started investing and the reason we started our company was really just an investment for us. I had a goal of 65 doors. Hmm. Um, So one year alone, I bought 32 of them. Okay. And what I learned in buying 32 properties in one year was that I did not want to own 65. Okay. Because it was. 32 tax statements, 32. I had niggas setting up tables. Forgive my language. <laughs> you good. Niggas you setting good. up tables in driveways selling crack out of a vacant house that I hadn't renovated yet. It was a whole lot of moving parts. And it was like, this is too much. Yeah. And it's too many places, right? Like, you got to remember this address. Remember it. I was like, yeah, I don't want this. I don't want 65 Could versions Could you have property this. management that, though, also? Your operation of 32. You can, but when it's a single family house, the numbers are too small. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Right? They're so, taking too much of your And percentage. even though yeah, I yeah. bought it for fractions on the dollar, the 10% of management, and then you got to renovate each property, you got to refinance each yeah. property. It's just too many moving parts. Mm-hmm. Think about it like this. For the same amount of money that I bought that for, I could have put that money in a 50-unit apartment building. And had all And it would have been worth triple yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that at the time. And you make the own, you make the value in the apartment building yourself. If you put in laundry, if you add mm. carports, if you do different things, you're not subject to what the appraisal people would exactly. say mm. in multifamily. It's forced appreciation. Yeah. Versus market appreciation. Yeah. Which is single families all market. Multifamily is all forced. Whatever your rent rate is, exactly. is what your property's worth okay. versus whatever the market says your property's worth, your property's worth. Mm-hmm. So on a small scale, single family is the way to go if you're onesie twos in it. Yeah. Once you get past 10, it stops making sense. Mm-hmm. Like I have a friend who owns hundreds of properties. I mean like hundreds. He owns a couple of small multifamilies all under 10 units and then he owns a bunch of single families. It's just because he likes it. Yeah, yeah. It's not because he has to okay. and it's yeah. not a smart investor. Like, it's literally he just likes single fan. It's quick. He can get in and get out and refi and whatever. And he just likes having a bunch of doors. He also runs a huge operation to support. Oh, them. I can imagine. Yeah. When yeah. I know a I lot of people imagine. own, like, Grant Cargone go buy an apartment building. He don't, he don't even sell 500 it. units. He don't, he don't see it. Yep, he don't mm. Like, it don't even matter. Like the one he bought here um, off of, is it off Washington? I don't know. He has two here. Yeah, he, he bought one off of Buffalo Speedway and one off of somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. But they're all Class A, they so are. it don't even yeah. matter. Don't even matter. Yeah, yeah, at that point. So maybe, because here in a second, we're going to break, and some of this will be on our Patreon, because we want to give people some more actionable stuff. But before we do that, people will like this conversation. 
and they'll want to know more about you. So can you tell people about Park Street, marriage and real estate, what you all have been working on and what you all are doing as a part of the community in the third ward where you were born and raised? Cool. cool. So Park Street Homes is our home building company. Uh, we're a production builder. So we build 20 plus homes a year all inside the Houston urban core. So inside the loop, right outside the loop. Uh, our goal is to grow that up to 100 plus homes a year. So for me, I'm super, super passionate about that because Number one, we've never seen it done mm-hmm. um, um, by a black man, right? Like we've never seen a black home building company grow to those sizes to to hit those numbers. And then number two, um, this is this is my investment, right? Yeah. Like this is how I'm spending my time. I'm very passionate about seeing where my team will take it, hiring amazing people, things like that, mm-hmm. and the impact to the community. Um, for us, we started off at home. Because not only am I from Third Ward, but that's where I wanted my family to live. Mm. And when we looked for housing, there was no housing that my wife would live in. Mm. So it's like, well, I'm a builder. I'll go build it. Right. And that's how we got started. Um, So my wife runs our sales team, the Aisha Shelton team. So anything that you need, buy and sell real estate, we can do it. Uh, And any any house that you're looking for, we have houses available for sale. Um, Marriage and real estate is our podcast. That's really our our opportunity to talk to other couples. Mm. Um, and we used to sit down with couples one-on-one, like people come to our house, we'd have dinner and they'd say, how do we get into real estate? And what we found is it's really hard to touch a bunch of people individually, Definitely, but we can put that, put our perspective together and really reach the masses with our podcast. And we've been doing it the last three yeah. years. Um, you know, it's funny, the anniversary of our freedom episode just came up on my phone the other day, and that's the episode we left our jobs at. So wow. hearing the perspective from then to mm-hmm. now is an interesting thing, but that's a, what our day-to-day is. So parkstreethomes.com, marriageandrealestate.com, mm-hmm. uh, same thing on socials, and that's where you'll find us. Got one question before we get out of here. Um, balancing your time. So as we uh, started the pod, I heard both of y'all saying, yeah, you don't have time. You don't have time, (laughs) right? And so um, I want to know, have you figured that out as far as balancing your time? Okay. No. And honestly, it's a struggle. Like when I leave here, I'm going to therapy now. Yeah. Um, Because one of the biggest things for me is I'm so passionate about the work. Yeah. Like I've wanted to be a builder since I was 12. Yeah. So every day I wake up, it's a blessing. Every day I wake up, I'm excited to sure. do it. It's hard to leave that at home. And as a person who knows him personally, mm-hmm. he definitely t- takes Listen. it home. <laughs> like, I love it. I yeah. think I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. Wow, like, that's you beautiful, know, man. I, I've never experienced um, anything like the joy of, of, of going to work other than maybe the birth of my children for sure okay. but i feel okay. that passionately about it right that's beautiful so man. every day is like that so i mean that's just fun so leaving that is hard yeah um and finding other things to do with myself so i'm getting into fitness yeah thanks to some friends yep. yeah, yeah um i'm getting into really being present in the moments that i'm not at work to leave work at work yeah um but we worked real hard to have this life so it's hard to let it go for sure. Yeah, I like understand. We, we broke our backs to to live it and uh we're having a fucking blast. Like it's oh, amazing. Man, yeah. That's cool. Okay, so our Patreon question for those of you who will um stick around after will be what to do if you have what what's a good dollar amount? Should we say f- 10,000, 5,000 what? Let, let's say 10. Okay. Yeah. What to do if you have 10,000? Yeah. Today, yeah. liquid. 
that you can use in some form of real estate. We're going to pause here. That'll be a part of our Patreon. Um, for those of you who will watch this, again, rate us, review us, sure. give us five stars. If you like this new Horseman Academy, yeah, if you yeah, like yeah. Phil Slacks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Phil never, you know I couldn't leave Look, without no I, joke. I have to you say, know I you leave are mad joke. dressed up. He, like, my guy always is clean, you know? So, you know I had to bring some jokes. He got gold on, yeah, he got go whole like, you I'm like, to. you know this we had to good. get like, jokes. You, you do so, your thing. Like, but but oh, uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us again at sure. Marriage and Real Estate, at Park Street Homes, at Aisha Shelton Team. Yeah, man. Go tap into that, at Kevin Shelton, also on Instagram. All and then, of course, y'all know Poor Horseman. You yeah. know Phil the Don. Yeah. You know me, LeBron Palmer. So yeah. um, we'll be out. Patreon, we'll do a little bit for y'all there as well. Yeah.